and welcome back to another edition of the Champs Corner podcast featuring Mark Jennings. I'm your host, Drew Champlin. It is three days before Alabama begins the college football season against Duke. And Mark and I thought it would be a great time to record a podcast. You can search for Champs Corner on all podcast platforms, Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Stitcher, CastBox, and you can subscribe to our podcast and you can rate. You can donate to our podcast and support at patreon.com slash markjennings55. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. We've got a lot to talk about this week. It seems like there's always something going on. Mark's always investing in either in new ventures or, or, or supporting a cause. But uh, we've also got some prospects to talk about. Alabama got a commitment recently. And we'll talk a little bit about Alabama football as well. But let me introduce my co-host, Mark Jennings. Mark, how you doing? Drew, it is my favorite time of the year. It's the fall. It's, it's, uh, leaves are about to turn. Uh, almost September. Labor Day is right around the corner. That means football season here, Drew, and I cannot wait. Uh, you know, it's my favorite my favorite part of the year, Drew, other than recruiting season. I'm so excited about it. And, uh, I, I just can't, uh, can't stand what's going on, Drew. I'm so excited about it. I'm just ready for it. Drew, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Mark. I had a chance to go cover Oak Mountain versus Chelsea last weekend for Starnes Publishing and for AL.com. I'm going to be uh, seeing the Mountain Brook hosting Centerpoint on Thursday night of this week. Uh, it could be tonight. You know, by the time we record this podcast, Friday I'll be at Hewitt Trustville. Did you have a chance to go to any games last weekend? I did, as a matter of fact, Drew. You know, it's opening week. Of course, I'm going to be at a game. I went to the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery. On Friday, watched uh, Hoover beat Central Phoenix City 17-14 on a last-second field goal. And then on Saturday, I went to watch my good friend Martin Freeman's Thompson team coming off a state championship appearance last year. I saw them beat Davidson in Alabaster. So I've been doing that, watching those games live, watching, watching recordings of all the high school games on the ESPN networks this weekend. So uh, I've been pretty busy, Drew. All right. And, and I'm glad that you had a chance to go see Hoover away from Hoover, obviously with Hoover playing – in Montgomery, a good hour and a half away. Uh, do you have anything you want to share about the game itself, how some of their big players did? Drew, I got to real honest with you. I, I'm about to do something right now on the podcast I don't often do a lot. and I, I don't really don't want to talk about the game. I mean, there are some great coaches, great players. It was a great game. Came down to the last play. Uh, I really want to talk about something different. I want to talk about uh, the nickname and the mascot associated with Hoover High School. I'm not going to dignify uh, by saying what the mascot is. We all know what it is associated with Hoover High School. It's a pirate-type character. And, and frankly, I just think in the, in the year 2019 that that's a, a really just disgusting a, a nickname and unfit for society. As we all know, a pirate, uh, the, and specifically the type of pirate associated with Hoover High School, it's really uh, – it represents, you know, thieving, it represents murder, it represents rape. Uh, it's not something that I don't think Hoover should be proud of, especially in light of uh, their violent city that they live in. So uh, I just think it's disgusting. I talked to Hoover people last night, Montgomery, because, uh, you know, I'm not going to go to Hoover to talk to them. But I talked to Hoover fans, and, and they don't like it either, Drew, and they're ready for a change. Frankly, uh, uh, the nickname associated with Hoover High School, the fascist nickname, and me, you know, it's 2019. I think it's very important that we all stand against fascism. Uh, be anti-fascist, if you will. Uh, and frankly, I think in the year 2019, I know we have millions of listeners listening to podcasts, Drew. You know me. I've, I probably offended some people. I might be stepping on some toes. But uh, that's what I do, Drew. And I think it's just time for 
2019 decided to take a step forward and, and really uh, put pressure on the Hoover school system to change uh, the nickname associated with Hoover High School. Oh, that's interesting, Mark. And I'll, I'll respect you by not mentioning the nickname as well, but it seems like this is something that's been on your mind for quite a while, and, um, and, and maybe you're just now letting, letting loose about it on the podcast. Well, you know, I criticize the city of Hoover a lot uh, for what's happened to that city. Uh, frankly, I think it's disgusting. I think it used to be a fine city, one of the great cities of Alabama, but now you look at it and, and frankly, I, I, I used to, you know, it used to be you don't go there at night. Now I don't, I'm not sure you even want to be there during the day. And so I'm just trying to think of ways that Hoover can change its image. Uh, and I just think that having a thieving, murdering rapist as the mascot representing the high school, uh, the Hoover High School, I just don't think it's a good, uh, it's a good thing for them to do. And I think one of the, one of the and lots of things they had to do to go back to being a great city again. Uh, but frankly, getting rid of the mascot would be a, a needed change to right. get that process started. And and you feel you feel like the parents that you were around, maybe even the administrators, coaches that you saw, are on board with this? Uh, I, you know, I don't. You're always going to have people, you know, being against change. Uh, and, and, but and you can find, you know, you can find a hundred people. You might always going to find a few that that aren't going to want to change. But frankly, I think it's past time that, that happens. I think the administrators of Hoover High School and the, maybe the Hoover City Council need to start step up and take some personal responsibility uh, regarding the city of Hoover. I, I Frankly, I'm not sure the Hoover City Council really cares, to be honest, because they've just sat there and watched what, you know, a great city turn into what it is now, and they're all sitting, sitting on the city council. A lot of it's their fault. So, uh, But th- there's got to be some people in Hoover, the good people left of Hoover, uh, you know, you know who you are. There's not a lot of you. I think that uh, you guys should step up and really take a stand and really get that nickname changed. All right. Well, hopefully they will reach out to you and talk about some possible nickname changes. But do you do you have any ideas for what the Hoover should change their name to or the nickname to the mascot to? Well, I, I you know, I, I have things in my head, uh, lots of ideas, you know, frankly. I think it's a great thing. I think that, you know, maybe should solicit some suggestions or Hoover should solicit suggestions uh, for the name. Frankly, I'd be honored if they renamed themselves the Hoover Iron uh, after the great franchise that inhabited the city for uh, eight weeks of football season uh, in February and March. So I would be honored if there was the Iron, but you really couldn't go any wrong with the the good Christian nicknames associated with the AAF. You got the, you know, if you want to stick with the, the pirate theme, you can go with the fleet or the commanders or something. So lots of stuff you could do uh, with Hoover High School. But, uh, you know, we're talking uh, down the road. You're talking about what the name could possibly be. Right now my focus is wholly on uh, getting rid of the, uh, that, that mascot. I just think it represents bigotry. Uh, it represents uh, everything that the city of Hoover should not be wanting uh, to represent them. But it's unfortunate right now, but maybe we can change things in the future. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what becomes of that. I know I track our listeners, and when we have you know more than a million, a good percentage of them come from Hoover, Jefferson County. So hopefully, if you're listening to this, take your uh, take your you know you can even you know, I guess Mark, I should ask you before saying they should take this to the city council or the next city council meeting. How can they get in touch with you on Twitter or anything like that if if, if they want to help you fight this cause? Well, if, if we want to maybe organize, you know, I don't live in Hoover. It's not really my fight. 
but if you want to get together, I'd be certainly be happy to maybe get some community organizing done. So if you want to email me uh, about that, you can email me at markbreaksdownfilm at AOL.com. That's one word, markbreaksdownfilm at AOL.com. Or you can tweet at me. My Twitter handle is at MarkJennings55. Either one of those is fine. Frankly, I'm on Twitter more than I'm on email. So uh, if you want a quick response, I certainly tweet at me. Uh, but either one of those is fine. I love hearing from you guys no matter what it's about, whether it's about school mascots or uh, you know some great players, some film you want me to, to analyze. I just love hearing from you guys, and uh, thank you so much for being loyal listeners. All right, and moving on, you know, Alabama with with the game against Duke on Saturday at 2.30 p.m. Central on ABC in Atlanta's Mercedes-Benz Stadium practice. It's been been a pretty eventful practice, Mark. We'll get to the injuries in in a second, but, uh, you know, I I know you were at at one of the scrimmages a couple of weeks ago, but what's going on? What, What can you share, any insight from Alabama practices that maybe we haven't seen reported elsewhere? Well, to be real honest with you, Drew, I'm having a hard time getting info. As I, as you saw on Twitter the other day, I had a source at the uh, the condos across the street from the practice complex. Unfortunately, uh, one of your former colleagues in the in the journalism industry uh, narked them out and tweeted about them from his uh, uh, from his own Twitter account. I'm not going to say who it was. It was Michael Casagrande. So he did that. He narked them out, uh, and so they ended up getting evicted. Uh, so that was unfortunate, but they've been watching practice for me across the street and uh, sending me some film to break down. But they're not there anymore, obviously, thanks to your old journalism friends. So uh, that was that was strike one for me, and then strike two. Uh, yeah, I was tweeting from scrimmage last week, etc. Told me to stop. So uh, that was really strike two. So I'm on thin ice right now, Drew. I'm having a real pro- hard time getting info. Uh, but I've always have avenues working. I always have new sources I'm creating and uh, planning on around the program to make sure I can get full information so I can uh, let you guys know. All right. Well, it's been a pretty eventful 24 hours uh, yesterday. So today is Wednesday. On Tuesday, news comes out that uh, Najee Harris and Brian Robinson, Alabama's top two running backs, were going to be suspended for the first half of the game. And then it comes out that, uh, that, you know, that was first mentioned on Twitter by Joseph Goodman at AL.com. And then you start to hear Devontae Smith, the wide receiver, and Terrell Lewis, the linebacker, who missed all last year with a knee injury, that they were also involved as well for you know a, a violation of team rules. I'm not real sure what's going on with their mark because you know I don't cover the team anymore. But what can you uh, you know? It seems like Coach Saban today said there was some misinformation out there. But what what can you share about what's going on with that with that those four players? Well, uh, there has a lot, been a lot of misinformation out there and a lot of confusion. I'm going to tell you what, though, Drew. Uh, a lot of criticism has been, criticism has been pointed towards uh, someone who, frankly, it should be well above that. And Franklin does not deserve any of the criticism coming his way. One of the most respected journalists in the state. And, you know, if I say I really have great respect for a journalist, that means uh, he must be uh, held in pretty high regard by not just me, but everyone, because you know the the way I feel about journalists. They're usually too busy getting my friends evicted from their condos. But I'm talking to here about, of course, about Joe Goodman, Drew. Uh, Joe Goodman is just one of just the fantastic journalists, uh, one of the most respected journalists in the state. And his original original tweet was right uh, about Najee Harris, Brian Robinson, Devontae Smith, and Terrell Lewis. Uh, they should have been suspended for a half because they're really egregious violation of team rules and how they respected the coach and and the program and all their teammates. 
but honestly, I, to be, to, you know, I'm just going to tell you how it is, or I think Coach Dave was a little bit scared of the game Saturday. Uh, you know, David Cutcliffe is a fantastic offensive mind, really going to, you know, test that young Alabama defense. So uh, those players that were suspended for a half, I expect they'll play as early as the second series. All right. Well, and then the news comes out today that last night at practice Tuesday night, Dylan Moses, the Butkus Award semifinalist, preseason All-American, you know, guy who might be SEC Player of the Year, he is out with a torn ACL. Coach Saban confirmed that news, said it was, you know, essentially a big character check for his team. What uh, – do you know anything about the injury, Mark? What What's happened? You know, it's he's not the first person to suffer a serious injury in this fall practice. You had Josh McMillan – Fifth-year senior, another guy who was supposed to start, suffered a season-ending knee injury on the in the first scrimmage. And then Trey Sanders, the freshman running back, is probably going to miss the season with a foot injury suffered in fall camp. Well, I mean, you said it, Drew. There's a, a pattern of season-ending injuries, not just this year, but going back to last year as well. So I think the Alabama football program needs to take a good hard look at their current strength training uh, situation and what they're doing wrong. Because there's, I don't think there's another school in the country – that has this type of uh, quote-unquote bad luck that Alabama has. But frankly, at this point, I don't even think it's luck. I think there's something going on with the strength and conditioning program that uh, people higher up in the athletic program really need to analyze and and see if uh, the current people in charge of that strength and conditioning program are the best ones going forward to continue to handle that. Uh, But as you said, Drew, a lot of people are out going to have a couple of freshmen starting at middle linebacker and backer and Shane Lee and Christian Harris, I think they're fine players. Uh, I'm not sure that they, as true freshmen, are going to be the quality of players that Alabama football is used to having at that linebacker spot. Um, but uh, it's gonna, we're just going to see how it goes. Get throw them out there and see what happens, Drew. You know, it's uh, nothing – you know, the, 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 how they performed their fourth game of high school last year doesn't matter anymore. They're just going to go out in front of 90,000 fans and see what happens. And uh, uh, I hope for the, the benefit of the sake of the Alabama fans, they can perform to a high caliber. But uh, I, I have my doubts, Drew. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I know they're very talented recruits, but they were, uh, they're, they're being thrust into the limelight very early. They're not going to be the only freshmen who play a lot. DJ Dale, the, Defensive lineman from Clay Chalkville won the starting nose guard job in the spring, and he's back. Or he's he had an injury that kind of kept him sidelined a little bit at the start of fall camp, and he's back now. Evan Neal may very well start at left guard, and then you got Will Reichard, the kicker out of Hoover, and he's a guy that he's listed as the starting kicker over the redshirt sophomore Joseph Boulevard, and he's listed as a uh, slash on the depth chart with Skylar DeLong, the returning punter. And, and I, I've had a chance to see Will Reichard kick before in Hoover. I I braved uh, the conditions last year. I went to Hoover, covered a few games, and the ball just really booms off his leg. And I, I thought he might be the starting punter before he'd be the starting kicker, but he's got such a great leg. Mark, do you worry about him out there? Or do you think he's going to be a pretty good kicker for Alabama? Well, you know, uh, he is from Hoover, so you always wonder how that psyche is going to come into play, you know. Could be one of those things where he gets out there and he realizes that uh, no matter how badly he misses that kick, uh, you know he's he's strong enough to handle it because he grew up in such tough circumstances. Uh, or it could be one of those things where his his environment he grew up in is so is so difficult that uh, he he freaks out and he gets the yips and he doesn't kick very well. So uh, you know maybe he hears gunshots in his head. I don't know what's going on, Drew. I know what could go. So kickers are. They're a weird lot, Drew. You know, you got uh, you know, they're guys that that uh, you know, they're really mentally. 
uh, different from all the other players. You know, I don't think it's a surprise that one of the best kickers Alabama's ever had was Michael Proctor. Uh, he smoked a lot of weed in 1992, and then he got off weed, and he really struggled the next two years. Kickers are a weird lot, Drew, so I'm looking forward to seeing uh, – one of the many things I'm looking forward to seeing coming up on Saturday is how Will Riker performs as the new starting kicker. Yeah, he's got a big leg. I just wonder what's, what's it going to be like when the pressure's on to make that field goal. So we'll see what happens there. Some interesting news in Jefferson County. Birmingham Mayor Randall Woodfin, who I know you talked about extensively on the podcast, how you, it was not much of a help to the Birmingham Iron and the success that you guys could have had last year before the league folded. He tweets, starting in 2020, any Birmingham City School student that walks across the graduation stage will have the opportunity to opportunity to attend any in-state two- or four-year school tuition free. Hashtag Birmingham promise. And, you know, first thing I started thinking of, and he goes on and explains it more on AL.com and other news outlets in Birmingham. You know, you guys can go listen to that or read about that if you want. And first thing that makes me think of is that The Office episode called Scott's Tots season six, episode 12, where Michael Scott promised a bunch of third graders that if he graduated, if they all graduated high school, that he would pay their college tuition. Well, obviously that didn't come to fruition. Uh, Mark, I know you don't watch a whole lot of TV, but where is this money going to be coming from? Is is Mayor Woodfin, is he, uh, obviously the intentions are great, but can these promises be fulfilled? Well, Drew, first off, you know, I, I have no clue what you're talking about when it comes to your television shows that you watch. Uh, I'm too busy being a productive member of society to sit back and watch that much television. But I do appreciate your question as to uh, as to where the money comes from because you know the answer to this because I tweeted out there today. I'm going to share with everyone else that didn't see it. I was very blessed uh, to be a part of the ownership group of the Birmingham Iron, and and I got in the the very the, really the bottom floor of the franchise and became a, a, an owner for relatively you know. A relatively low price, and then thankfully to the success of the league after eight weeks, and I ended up selling my shares at a at a really significant profit, and and really earned a, a, a an amount of money uh, that's really larger than the GDP of most developing countries. So I made a lot of money off the Birmingham Iron, and and, and in order to feel like I'm being a part of the community and giving back to the community, I'll be donating a significant share of those Birmingham Iron profits back to the city. Uh, to help fund the program, to help those high school students who are graduating to go to any in-state school uh, tuition-free. So uh, I'm doing about what's best for Birmingham. Uh, frankly, I think this is a, a program that Hoover should emulate because uh, they have so many at-risk kids graduating from Hoover relative to Birmingham. But uh, we're going to start with Birmingham first in the city of Birmingham. We're going to see how many – uh, kids, we can get out to graduate and attend those two or four year schools, and and and, and you know, Drew, I've never been one to, to pat my own back or toot my own horn, but uh, it's really a lot of money that I'm donating to this, and and the great thing about it is, I know it's going to be such a wonderful cause uh, for all those kids. So, is it fair to say that you and Mayor Woodfin have patched things up, and you're you're seeing eye to eye on on numerous positive ventures regarding the city? Well, I, you know. I don't know if I could ever forgive him uh, for what his actions toward uh, Birmingham professional football team. But, uh, you know, I can't let bygones – I got to let bygones be uh, be bygones. I got to move past that. Uh, and, and, frankly, it's it's a, a petty difference 
like him ruining the franchise and Birmingham Iron uh, really shouldn't uh, make me not want to donate and really help those kids out. So uh, that's something that I have to look past, uh, you know, my, me and him and our disagreement that we had in the past. Uh, I, I just got to look past that and really focus on what's best for the community and what's best for the city. And that's for me to really uh, do my part to help out this program. Outstanding. Hey, and it's hard to believe that it's been 20 minutes on the podcast and we haven't talked about the Dippin' Dots with Alabama's first home game coming up next weekend, week two of the season against New Mexico State at 2.30 p.m. Um, you have mentioned numerous times that there will be alcohol-flavored Dippin' Dots. Do you have any updates? Any update, Excuse me, any updates for that? Well, you know, uh, you know it's going to premiere, premiere the New Mexico State game. It's a 2.30 p.m. kick. Uh, when you go to the D- Dippin' Dots, you got to make sure to ask for the special menu. Tell them they follow me on Twitter, and they're going to have some Everclear, some Pinnacle Vodka, some Jose Cuervo, and all uh, and all the stands are be hidden from public view, so obviously you won't be able to see it. Um, but you just got to let them know we're going to we're going to release an official flavor flavor list um, next week before the games. Everybody can get a look at it. Uh, don't worry about bringing your ID. I know if you've been to the Dippin' Dots cart before, there's always a huge line there. And we feel that an ID check would really slow down the line and really disrupt the cash flow coming into the dip and dot stands. So you don't need to bring your ID. Just tell them you saw the secret menu and you're going to get up there and be able to order whatever type of uh, flavor or whatever alcoholic uh, dip and dot flavors we have available. All right. And I can't wait to hear the names of the flavors in the next week or so. We'll put it on your Twitter feed, Mark Jennings, five, five, how much do you expect this to impact business? I know you, I know you made a lot of money last year off Dippin' Dots. What, what, what are, I know maybe you don't want to share numbers, but uh, any projected profit margin increases for, for the 2019 season? Well, you know, the, the great thing about selling alcohol is the markups are just uh, huge. I mean, there's not a lot of stuff we mark up more in society in terms of goods that we provide than alcohol. So uh, we look forward to having significant profit uh, from the Dippin' Dots stands. I don't feel comfortable uh, releasing those uh, to you or the public, but uh, fair to say it's going to be a significant amount. All right. Alabama gets a new running back commit, Kyle Edwards, out of Destrehan, Louisiana. He joins Roy, Roy Dell Williams out of Hueytown as the second running back commitment in this class. And, um, Mark, what can you tell us about Kyle Edwards? Well, uh, you know, the subscription sites had this one wrong again. You know, he's only listed as a three-star because he had to play behind John Emery last year. Emery's now at LSU. He was a little overrated, but and, and you'll see over the course of the college career that uh, Kyle Edwards was the better back. But for right now, uh, he didn't have as many carries as most a lot of those guys have, so he's only going to be a three-star. Uh, by the end of the season, I predict he'll be a top 75 national recruit in the subscription sites. Uh, I already have him up there in the top 75 because, frankly, to be honest with you, I have to break down more film and, uh, than the subscription sites guys do, and, and I work harder. So uh, he's a top 75 national recruit, Drew. I know people, Alabama fans especially, you know, don't like it when they only get three-star recruits, but this guy can play. He's going to be a four-star player by the end of the season. All right, looking forward to seeing what type of season that Kyle Edwards has at uh, as the main guy for his school. Hey, we're gonna finish this. The, the, we're gonna finish the podcast up with some listener questions. We had to narrow it down to about four or five. We had around. Do I not get to make my comparison, Drew? Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot all about that. Yeah, who uh, who do you compare? You know, Drew, I work hard for these comparisons, Drew. I spend hours upon hours breaking down film so I can 
make proper comparisons for your listeners. And when I don't get that opportunity, it's very hurtful to me emotionally and psychologically. Well, you can, you've got as much time as you want to talk about who you compare him to. Drew, he reminds me of Joe Mixon. You remember Joe Mixon, Drew? Um, are, are we talking about the guy out of uh, Oakley, California, Freedom High School, that Joe Mixon? That's correct, Drew, out of the state of California, left the West Coast, left the Pac-8 schools to go to the Big 8, uh, University of Oklahoma. Had, uh, ran some trouble there with the law, but had a real successful career on the field. Just a fantastic player. I believe he's in the NFL now with the Cleveland Browns. He's a great player, Drew. And when I watched Kyle Edwards run the ball, six feet, 210 pounds, uh, with his speed and athleticism and ability to uh, really just blow by guys the speed, he reminds me a lot of Joe Mixon. Interesting. Yeah, I can see Kyle uh, Kyle Edwards maybe growing into the body that Joe Mixon has. They're about the same size. It seems like Joe Mixon's obviously a little better now because he's a grown adult in the NFL. But is there any, anything else you want to add about the comparison? That's it, Drew. I just didn't think it was fair. Listeners listen a lot. We have a lot of listeners who stay listening to the podcast because of my comparisons. And I just wanted to make sure that they were not disappointed. All right. Well, as we get into the listener questions, do you want to reiterate your restate your Twitter account and your email address again? Sure. Yeah. If you want to find me on email, my email address is markbreaksdownfilm at AOL.com. You can find me there or you can find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at markjennings55. That's one word, markjennings55. Either one of those is fine, but to be honest with you, I check Twitter more than I check email. So if you want a quick response, uh, tweet at me. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. All right, the first question comes from Jackson Winslow. That's at jwins97. He references Indianapolis Colts quarterback Andrew Luck and his retirement, which I believe was on Saturday night, Friday or Saturday night, and he asks if you talked with Andrew Luck before he announced his retirement. I did, Drew, and, uh, you know, I've talked with Andrew probably once a year, but uh, he called and – First off, he wanted to thank me for all he, I did for his playing career. Uh, and so, obviously, I, you know, it's, 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 it's really my pleasure. Uh, but he, he's been showing signs of CTE for a while, Drew. And, and you know, football's a tough game, a dangerous game. And once you start showing, once you start getting concussions, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to get to the next one. It's like, uh, it's like boxing, you know. You, you cut a guy when you're boxing, it's a lot easier to, to cut him again. Concussion the same way, and frankly, uh, for the where he is in his career, what he's accomplished in his career, uh, I think you should walk out of that stadium proud, walk out of that franchise proud. Proud, but uh, absolutely, he had been he has been showing signs of CTE uh, well before the announcement. All right, well, it's, I'm glad he was able to get out when he did. We hear from Drew at Scog S C O G. Mark, there are rumors you own seven acres of undeveloped beachfront property in Florida and are hedging against sea levels rising because global warming is a hoax. Is that true? Thanks for reading my question. I, I got to be honest with you, Drew, that question didn't make a whole lot of sense. But if I understand it, he's asking me if I own property and if global warming is a hoax. Is that, is it, was that the gist of the question? That's, what it, that's how it reads to me. All right. Well, I wish it was a better, it was a communicated a little better, maybe a little better written out. But uh, I'm not going to comment on my personal uh, property holdings. But yes, that's a global warming. It is fake. Uh, you know, most of the things that you hear about are fake. Global warming, moon landing. Uh, I'm, I'm not totally sure the Earth is round. 
Uh, the earth might be flat. You listen to those arguments, they're pretty convincing as to why the earth might be flat. But uh, that's neither here nor there, Drew. But for certain, we do know that global warming is, is fake. That is for certain. I agree, too. Um, we'll move on to Paul T. Graham's question. Mark, which is better, the Popeye's spicy sandwich or the regular? And does the disgusting mayonnaise ruin the whole experience? Thanks for sharing your culinary expertise. Drew, if you can't tell from these questions, Lawson, who was our intern, he went on to bigger and better opportunities. Uh, of course, I gave him a fantastic recommendation. He's got a great job now. But uh, he was editing a lot of these, or he was uh, screening a lot of these questions. Obviously, he's not here anymore. So uh, I guess any idiot can, can, can get their question on here now. Um, you know, honestly, Paul, I think you should, you should consult a nutritionist and get maybe some better eating habits. Uh, because frankly, if you're eating uh, fast food chicken sandwiches, I worry about your health. Uh, so frankly, Paul, I think you should, you should spend less time sending us questions and more time uh, consulting health professionals in order to, to better uh, your health. And really being healthier really affects your standard of living, your quality of life. And I think doing that would go a long way, Paul, to help you out. So uh, that, that's what I'm going to say about that, Paul. Your best days are ahead of you as long as you want them to be. Uh, so I, absolutely, consult a nutritionist is the next thing I would do, Paul. All right. And, uh, yeah, Lawson had, had, had a great experience with him this summer. Hopefully we'll get him on a podcast in the near future. J.B. Whitehurst finishes the podcast with this question. Is it true that you are a silent investor in Musco Lighting, the company responsible for the new lights in Bryant-Denny Stadium? Can you give us any hints as to what we can expect during the first night game this year? Excuse me, Drew, I had to sneeze. I apologize. Uh, the fact of the matter is those rumors have been floating around about me and Musco Lighting. Those are absolutely not true. Frankly, I, I think that those types of lighting takes away from the game. We're too focused on luxury boxes and catered food and fancy lights uh, and really taking away from the game. Somebody like me who's a purist who goes to the game for the love of the game, who frankly can watch a game and prefers to watch a game on television without any sound. Uh, I, I don't like it, Drew. I don't like what they're doing with college football and turned into an NFL atmosphere. Uh, frankly, it's up to me. They'd be just had the stands and people would just watch the game, and, and that's all that we would hear. So uh, I don't like it, Drew. I think I, I, I'm more of a no-frills guy. I do understand in the modern society we need to uh, put on a show uh, for people that can't be entertained by the football game. Uh, I just wish that weren't the case. So, uh, no, I'm not a silent investor in, in Musco Lighting, if that's your question. Yeah, Mark, it seems like a lot of people are really starting to ask about your personal business these days. I don't know. Maybe these people, I, don't, I hope they're not IRS agents or something or, or in the FBI trying to trying to get some information. So I don't, yeah, that's that weird, Drew. That I, I noticed that, too, since you brought it up. Yeah, we're really going to have to get some better screening. Maybe have to get another intern again, but. Um, well, that'll wrap up this edition of the Champs Corner podcast featuring Mark Jennings. Please go search and subscribe. Apple, iTunes, Google, SoundCloud, Stitcher, CastBox, pretty much any podcast platform. Follow Mark on Twitter at MarkJennings55. You can follow me at Drew Champlin. Please go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash MarkJennings55. Leave us a dollar here and there, maybe. And uh, Mark, thanks so much for, for joining me this week. As always, Drew, we got high school season started last week. College season starts this week. It's a great time to be a football fan, and uh, 
Hope everybody has a great time watching the games this weekend. I hope your favorite team wins. All right, and we will talk to you guys soon.